0: Welcome to Life Without Lemka, a podcast about mental health for the South Asian community by the South Asian community. We have conversations about everything from stress and anxiety to imposter syndrome and body dysmorphia on this show. In today's episode, we are talking to Leila Chaudhary about explaining your culture to a therapist who may come from a different background and why that is important. So hi Leila, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, um, I moved to Minnesota in August 2020 in the middle of the pandemic. Um, And I've been working in engineering here. And um, I started seeing a therapist several months ago. And I went through the whole process in Minnesota and it's been a very interesting journey and I hope to share like advice and tips. I've been going to therapy for years for my anxiety, so I have um, a lot of experience in this um, in the therapy environment.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I think it's important to talk about this, because now we're opening up to the conversation of like, people should go to therapy, but like how, how do you find a therapist? And how do you find the right fit? Like that process can be a little scary for some people too. So um, that's why I'm happy we're having this conversation. So just to kind of start off with, what is the process of finding a therapist like, or what was the process that you took?
1: Right. So, um, like, um, in college, I realized I wanted to start going to therapy and I knew nothing about it. Um, my parents don't know anything about that either. Uh, the culture we come from, it's really hard to get started. So I, st- I just started looking online, um, doing research and, um, in college, most colleges have a mental health um services that you can contact so I contacted um the mental health services at my university and they set me up um and it's important to know what you want going into therapy so if you want to work on um relationships if you want to work on um a racial identity knowing what you want is really important and saying that when um, you're filling out your forms, so yeah, let me let me let me talk about how I found a therapist in Minnesota. Yeah. So I did a lot of research. Psychology Today has um, different profiles on Minnesota therapists that you can research. And I started. I initially wanted a South Asian therapist in Minnesota, but I realized that that was really challenging. Um, There aren't many South Asian therapists in Minnesota. Um, So I just contacted, you can also research different clinics that you're interested in. So um, I found the Minnesota Center for Psychology and I called them and I told them what I wanted. Um, I was looking for somebody who understood uh, diverse cultures and I was looking for help for my anxiety And they um, gave me a list of recommendations at their clinic. And I was able to look at their profiles. And I decided on um, my current therapist right now, who is a white therapist, but she specializes in anxiety. And I really needed help with that. So I decided to go forward with her. And um, things have been going pretty well for us.
0: Yeah. So I think it's like, as you said, like you should have like some criteria in mind um, and go in with that because I know in college too, they have like, like dedicated therapists that you can do an ongoing relationship with but they also sometimes have like one off therapy sessions that you can do and that might be different. Um, and I know psychology today is something that I've heard and used of before too. Um, there are a lot of filters you can use. So to your point, like if you need someone from a specific background might not always work out um, fi- being able to find that or specializing in a certain thing. Like I think, yeah, like going in with like maybe some goals or areas of focus. That's, that's, that's a very good point.
1: Right. Um. Having, A list of basic goals you want to meet and talking to the clinic about that they can help match you and psychology today also has um each profile will have a list of insurance they take and their pricing which i found very useful and and their specialties Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so that was super useful to be able to read that online before committing to going in
0: yeah, because it is a big commitment, right? Like therapy, is yeah. where you're sharing a lot about your life, you're being very vulnerable, and you're hoping to feel better out of it. And so, yeah, I think like vetting a therapist through that is is a great resource. You mentioned, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you mentioned that um you have a white therapist, so obviously a little bit of a different background and culture from what you come from. So like, you know, what, why do you think, I guess, how, how is that relationship working? And um, did you have any, you know, reservations or anything like going into it that like having about having those different backgrounds?
1: Yeah, I had a lot of reservations going in. Um, I wasn't sure she was going to understand me because my previous therapist was South Asian. So I felt like that connection we had was powerful. She was able to relate to my stories and my background because she was, she was half South Asian, but it was still, I thought was really powerful, that connection. So I went into my first few therapy sessions feeling really nervous um, but my core goal for my current sessions is to focus on my anxiety. So um, just like I have like driving anxiety, um, anxiety like leaving my house and um, just just like a lot of fear-based stuff that I think um, a lot of people go through. So my therapist specializes in that because I do dialectical behavioral therapy. Mm -hmm. So um, we just tackle like my basic fears. In the past, I have focused a lot on relationships. And that was where having a South Asian therapist was really great because she was able to give me advice based on my culture.
0: Okay, so it can differ based on your need um, at the moment or in the situation of what's the best fit but you know for instance because I think generally when people think about therapy they think about it being a longer engagement with one person and like talking to them about like multiple things right which which may or may not be the case but in a situation like that one might feel the need that I do want my therapist to understand my culture and understand where I'm coming from because some things may not be true in what they've experienced and they've learned and they've seen, but have been true in my life. So in situations like that, um, how would you or how would one go about trying to, you know, like explain your culture to your therapist, but also that comes with a lot of like, emotional work on the person's end. So how how would you like manage that situation?
1: I think um, not every therapist is going to be a good fit. So if you feel like you're spending a lot of time in your sessions over explaining your culture and the dynamics and nuances of your culture, that's, that's a lot of emotional labor and I would just be extremely wary of working with a therapist who is not, who does not have experience working with a diverse range of cultures, because it's going to be a lot of emotional labor on your part.
0: Yeah, that's true. Like, um, I, I think like it kind of goes back to the whole psychology today, thing, But I think databases like that, sometimes um, they also list out like, uh, the therapist might be part of like a group of psychologists who specialize in a certain like identity whether that's gender or race or sexuality or anything else and so maybe keeping an eye out for things like that uh, that okay maybe this person has had prior background or trying to gauge and understand I feel like sometimes in therapy it can seem like it's always the therapist asking you questions and you're just answering but sometimes it might be okay to flip that script Um, especially like the initial session or two when you're just starting off the relationship and haven't started like working on any of the actual therapy but just you know the intake is I think what it's
1: called. Yeah, so you'll have your first consultation and I would recommend treating it like an interview or like even like a first date, just asking them um, what they're comfortable working with and um, what their knowledge base is, making sure they can help you and making sure you feel safe with them and you connect with them because that's really important too. Because I feel like I would connect with my therapist outside of therapy.
0: Yeah and I think there's also this um, lens of like maybe having someone who's a South Asian therapist might understand your culture better but that does not mean like they're also the right fit for you because I have ran into this issue where I had a South Asian therapist and it did not work out for me. I felt like I was just being lectured. And I was like, I have my parents and my like, you know, uncle and aunts <laughs> enough to do that. Like, I don't need that. And so then it's it can be a hit, it's not like a perfect situation when they come from the same culture as you. And that can be a little, little tough to digest because how often can one person open up to multiple people about so many aspects of um, their life is is difficult. But I think um, going into it with like more of an open mind and I think you you said a good thing, like treat it like an interview or a date where like it's going both ways. You're not the only one responsible for answering. Um, You can ask them questions and get to know them because someone might be from a totally different background as you, but based on their experiences or people they've worked with might understand you better than someone from the
1: same background, even. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think there's so many different factors that affect whether a therapist is the right fit for you. And culture is just one aspect. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, culture yeah and I think it's like not everybody might be going to therapy to work on their culture or their like relationship with their culture so um that may or may not be important but I think okay so I think like one thing that would be good to talk about is that in the situation someone wants to you know explain their culture to the therapist and um the therapist is open to it. It's not feeling like a situation where it's just one directional, where you're just over explaining and going on about it. Uh, but even in, even in a situation like that, it can be a little um, confusing. Where should I start? Like, how, how do I explain my culture? Like, that's such a umbrella term, right? So do you have any thoughts on like
1: where someone could start? Right, I think your therapist should recognize that your culture and your racial identity is important to you and they should help lead those conversations. And if they don't seem interested or they don't seem like they're asking much or trying to learn, I personally see, see that as a red flag. But I think you should explicitly state that my culture and my identity is important to me and I would like to talk about it in therapy. I don't think um, clients should feel like enormous pressure to lead those conversations because you're there to get help. Yeah, that's
0: a good point, because even if you go to a medical doctor, they're leading those conversations and whatever the diagnosis or treatment is. And so, yeah, the like the burden of proof shouldn't be on you to
1: like explain everything yeah, I agree. I think that's a lot of emotional labor to feel like that is entirely your responsibility because not everybody's going to be super skilled in articulating themselves and you're, mm-hmm. you're there to get help. So I do feel like the therapist should be leading conversations a lot of the time.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know exactly how, when a therapist, you know, goes through the education and training, like what all goes into it, but I mean, I'm someone who did study psychology in college. And so we, you do have classes surrounding like cultural psychology and um, group psychology, sociology, things like that. And so um, a big aspect of it is like the training that they might have received, which, May not be clear, you know, just looking at a person's face or may not be clear by just looking at their profile, but it's one of those things that it's okay to ask in a conversation. And um, at the end of the day, like if they're not a good fit, it's better to know early on than when you're like in the middle of session six or seven and um, feeling not heard um, if, if that's the case.
1: Right. And I've been in that situation. I saw a therapist for over three months who I did not click with at all. And um, I didn't feel like was helping me. And it was such a waste of time for me and her. I wish I would have spoken up and done something about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it can be difficult, right? Because I think, as someone attending therapy, we might think of that person as the expert and like they know their stuff. And so I think it can often be the notion like, yeah, maybe I'm not feeling like it's the right fit, but they know their stuff. So it's maybe just like in my head, which no, if you if you feel that, like, you know, act on it. But I think it's it's a lot of that dynamic.
1: Yes, I agree. I think um, the power dynamic in the therapy offices is like you're just a client; they're the expert. That's how I felt. They were the expert, and they know what's best for me, so I should just let them do what they need to do. But I realized, looking back on my experience, that my I I know what's working for me and what's not working for me, and I should have um, walked away or tried to find someone else that could help me.
0: Yeah, I think like for me the most powerful therapy sessions have been the ones that have felt like a conversation and haven't felt like a lecture is how like I distinguish it uh but yeah I think so what I think like going from one therapist to another therapist it can be essential in a lot of situations whether that's like it's not a good fit or like in your case you were moving cross-country so there's that aspect too, but that can also be a little difficult <laughs> to do. So what was your experience like, um, you know, going from one therapist to the other and like any recommendations from people who might have
1: to make that change for whatever reason? Right. Um, so I saw a therapist for a few months and I decided it wasn't working for me. So I just kind of gave up on therapy for a year. I was just kind of tired and frustrated with the experience. And then I ended up moving. Um, and it's really hard to find a new therapist when you move because you don't know the area as well as you would if you live there and you don't have local connections to give you recommendations, um, which I also think is, can really be helpful. So I just, you know, I just went straight to Google and just tried my best to look at reviews and decide what was best for me and making phone calls and just just doing the online research is all I did.
0: Yeah, and I think if someone is leaving therapy for the sole reason of like moving and like, you know, everything else was going well, Something else that I would recommend is like, you can ask your therapist if they have any connections or referrals in the state you're moving to um, because they might have some professional connections that they trust. And, you know, if you had a good relationship with the existing therapist, like that might be a good point to start at as well.
1: That's a really good point. Um, when I graduated college, I had to find a new therapist and my therapist from college gave me recommendations because I was also on a tight budget, which made it even more difficult for me. So I really needed like specific clinics that did a sliding scale to um, get the help I needed.
0: Yeah, yeah. Insurance therapy pricing that could be a whole another <laughs> conversation because that's that's an entire barrier that um, exists.
1: That's the number one barrier I hear from people whenever um, they talk about wanting to go to therapy is they're really worried about the price.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's so, I mean, I that's just so sad. Like the situation is like that where you want to feel better and you want your mind and everything else to feel better. But I mean, price is what... Stopping. But again, as I said, that could be a whole another conversation that I could go on about um for hours and hours. So I think like something that I personally took away from our conversation today is that one, like spend some time doing your research, whether that's online, uh, whether that's talking to like people in your family who you are like friend groups or circles who you trust and can direct you in a direction or existing therapists etc to really go into it with some goals some ideas of what you're looking for and then in therapy itself like really treating it as something that the focus is you and focus is to make you feel better but the burden is not entirely on you it's a mutual mutual relationship Um, does that
1: like Oh, does
0: that how does that sound?
1: No, I think that's great. I think, yeah, not putting too much pressure on yourself, making sure you're speaking um, in a way that makes you feel safe, makes you feel confident. um, And also, but I would also be sure to explicitly state what you want from therapy and know that going in, because your therapist. Um, can only read your mind so much <laughs> right because yeah you have to know what you want
0: yeah that's that's very true they, they they're not mind readers that's the number one thing I learned when I was studying psychology therapists are not mind readers so yeah I think this has this has been a great conversation so thank you so much for sharing your experiences with therapy and I'm sure anybody listening to this and like thinking about like, I am ready to make that step and going to therapy might feel a little bit better because as I mentioned earlier, it can be a scary first step and um, sometimes prep work and just, you know, is what it takes to make it feel a little less daunting.
1: Yes, it was such a scary step for me when I first went and even going to a new therapist in Minnesota was so scary for me because you're telling them all these vulnerable things about yourself i was sweating like i was my heart was racing my first session so just acknowledging that it's scary and um be proud of the fact that you're getting help
0: yeah definitely well thank you so much leila for coming onto life without limka today thank you Thank you for tuning in to today's episode with Leila Chaudhary on finding a therapist. Keep an eye out for future episodes of Life Without Limca featuring other community members ranging from experts and therapists to parents and their children talking about mental health. Look at you, still standing after being knocked down and thrown out. Look at you, still growing after being picked and plucked and prodded out of your home. Look at you, still dancing and singing after being defeated and disassembled. Look at you, love, still here and hopeful after it all. Resilience by Alex L.